This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Back to Astropod, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Questions for James Click. We'll start with Brian. Hi, James. Um, obviously, you have some inexperienced guys in the bullpen, um, you know, four guys in particular who don't have much experience above double A. And I think Bailey was one who kind of surprised all of us a little bit. Can you just address putting the roster together with the, and, and you got, I guess you would kind of have no choice, but to throw some of these guys into the fire. We do have some guys who are a little short on experience, but they are long on talent. And, you know, we feel like that is going to play out in the long run. In addition, given that, there aren't going to be fans in the ballparks for a little while. It may actually be a little easier for these guys to make their major league debut or transition to the major leagues a little, a little bit better than they can when, when you've got 40 or 50,000 people screaming at you. So um, ultimately the decision was just based on talent and the guys that we thought could help us win. James specifically, um, what did Brandon Bailey show during summer camp that, that maybe made him the, the choice that you guys wanted? Just the ability to throw strikes. Uh, the command was very impressive, um, and just the the, the heart. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna need him to soak up some innings for us from from time to time. And um, but it's also an opportunity for him to to show what he can do and earn his way into a bigger role. With uh, with, with do you have an uh, do you have an update injury wise on Armenteros, Pruitt, or Peacock, and when they may return? Yeah, Armenteros reported to UH today. Uh, we're optimistic that uh, we can get him uh, out there soon and see what we got. Um, you know, Peacock is uh, kind of status quo. Uh, Pruitt, I don't have an update on, but uh, hopefully we should have something on that soon. Will you have Osuna for Friday, or is are you expecting it to be a, a shorter delay to the point where you weren't willing to put him on the I.L.? It's still TBD. Uh, we're going to continue to talk to Osuna and Strami about that, and uh, we'll get him out there as soon as he's ready. What about your taxi squad, James? Uh, well, fortunately, we have a week to figure that out, um, and so we'll kind of see where we are after that Dodger series and, and who makes sense. James, do you have any update on Alvarez or Urquidy? Nope. Unfortunately, I can't comment on timelines or expectations on that. We're doing everything we can to get them back on the field as soon as we possibly can. On the position player side, um, Taylor Jones showed showed some flashes in, in spring and both in summer camp. I guess was he kind of the odd man out there, and what made Mayfield and Toro the guys you wanted to carry on the bench? Mayfield and Toro provide a lot of positional flexibility, um, and we just want to make sure that we have a roster that can adapt to unexpected changes or unexpected situations. And so the positional flexibility was was a primary driver there. Taylor Jones is tremendously talented. I think we all saw that, especially in, in Kansas City. Uh, he's out here right now uh, having live VPs against Framber. So 
we, we know the talent there uh, and we expect that he will contribute to us at some point very soon. How much did the rule changes affect how you went about picking the, the pitchers that are on the staff? A, a little bit, um, but we have the, the luxury of having a lot of guys who have stuff to get out both lefties and righties. So we didn't have anybody that I think was particularly affected by having to face three batters instead of one. You expect Stubbs to uh, help you too with some versatility and we've seen him on the infield, the outfield a little bit too. How do you think he'll be used? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, his versatility is definitely an asset for him and for us. Um, and having a third catcher on the roster can create some possibilities in the game that, that maybe you might be a little bit reticent to engage with if you only have two catchers. James, what is this like for you to the opener is here? It's, it's your team, it's your roster. You, you're getting through some of the heavy lifting. What will your emotions be like game one Friday at Minute Maid? Well, it's all of our teams. I mean, obviously, this is my first time I'm with the, the club and, and, you know, having my name on, on the roster. But this is a total team effort. Um, as far as emotions go, it runs the gamut. I'm personally just excited. It's, it's thrilling to, to be on the doorstep of it. And hopefully we can do everything to keep ourselves safe and, and get 60 games in and more than that. How have you felt about the way your club has been able to navigate the protocols and make it all work? It's a tremendous testament to our doctors and uh, our trainers and our players and how seriously they are all taking this. And, and all of us, we know that, um, you know, in some sense, inevitably, there are going to be situations that we're going to have to deal with that we haven't anticipated. But we're learning more about uh, the virus every day and we're learning more about the protocols every day. And, and every day, I think we feel a little bit better about them. Do you feel even more confident that the season can go forward and you'll get everything in? I'm definitely more confident than I was uh, the, when we first had the 101-page document. Having lived through the protocols for a few weeks and, and having a few unexpected things come up inevitably, I think, makes you more confident that we'll be able to handle unexpected twists and turns throughout the season. James, with uh, Jordan not being here, uh, a couple of questions. How do you feel about the DH position? And then uh, give me a big picture overall. I mean, there's been things go right, go wrong. All kinds of things going on in baseball. Big picture, how do you feel about this team heading into this season? The DH right now, that's a conversation that I've been having with Dusty and especially with the short ramp up, the ability to get guys almost like a half day off where they don't have to play the field for nine innings, but we can still get their bats in the lineup is a tremendous thing to have to kind of rotate guys through there. And fortunately, we have enough bats that are ready to step up and can contribute. As far as how I feel about the club, uh, it's not that different than I did when I had to face them in the playoffs last year. This is a championship caliber club. Uh, we got some guys who are uh, really talented hitters. We got some guys who are some really talented pitchers, and hopefully we can put it all together. James, with Mookie Betts signing his deal yesterday, George Springer might be the most sought-after uh, free agent next summer. Has this at all increased your sense of urgency in trying to get a deal done? Does it change anything at all? How do you view that? I don't think it really changes anything. It, obviously, we're going to keep an eye on the market uh, for, for these kind of things, but um, the conversations with George uh, are, are ones that I'm looking forward to. Did the new extra inning rules um, and maybe the need for an extra runner impact your roster decisions? Not necessarily. Uh, we have guys who can definitely help out in those situations and have the skills that may play up in those kind of situations a little bit more than they would in a, in a traditional nine-inning game. But they also have skills that make them players that would have been on the roster already. So I don't think it turned anybody from a yes to a no or a no to a yes. 
James, what did Forrest Whitley show uh, through the first couple weeks of summer camp, and was he a consideration for this roster? Well, he obviously came into into camp summer camp uh, in better shape, uh, and the first outing in particular, I thought was was really impressive. And then he was out here the other day, and, and is maintaining a lot of the uh, the improvements that that I've seen from him uh, just over the past couple months. He was a consideration, but that's not unique. Everybody that we brought uh, in this player pool was a consideration. Um, and I expect that just because somebody's not on the roster today does not mean that they're going to contribute to this team at some point very soon. What's you, the daily routine going to be like for the guys in Corpus Christi? And are you confident that you can keep them sharp if you need them in the big leagues at some point? Yeah, and that's going to be on our coaches and the players themselves. Um, it's not going to be anything that anybody has any experience with, but we are going to come up with some creative ways to keep the competitive juices going and to keep those guys ready to go because we are going to need them at some point this season, and I think they all know that, and hopefully that's motivation enough to stay ready. Those recruiters right can't start tomorrow? Uh, no, they'll be uh, finishing up at UH tomorrow, uh, traveling to Corpus uh, Saturday, and they'll start up in Corpus, I believe, on Sunday. But I'll have to double-check all those dates for you. James, because y'all were able to navigate around the Hunter Dozier situation, that add confidence to what y'all have going on in terms of your protocols, how y'all are handling things? Absolutely. And it's not different than you know some of the other things that we've experienced a little bit this uh, this summer camp inevitably, uh, one of the tricky things about this virus is that people can be asymptomatic and yet be contagious. And so that's why we have to follow these protocols is because if the virus gets in, and I don't want to say that it's inevitable that it will, but it's difficult to, to know if anybody has it or not. So inevitably, if, if it gets into the clubhouse, we have to make sure that it's an isolated case and, and doesn't go beyond that one person. Having gone through it with you know, Mr. Dozier and the, the Royals, I think we've seen that the, the game protocols can do that as well, where they contain the virus to the single case. Dusty said that they tested, that they all tested yesterday morning. Do they have their results back yet? Uh, I don't believe that we have them back yet, but we're anticipating them very soon. With the three-person taxi squad for the, the road games, do those have to be the same three players every trip? Like, what's the, like, do you set three for one trip and then they can change the next trip? How does that work? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, that's a good question. I actually, I'm 90 something percent sure that we can switch those guys out. Um, we are going to face an interesting situation because our roster will have to be reduced from 30 to 28 while we are on the road in Arizona. So we'll have to have some discussions about exactly what the logistics are of reducing the roster and what changes that could have on the taxi squad while we are on the road. Do you know how many playoff teams are going to be this season? Last I heard, there will be 10. James, real quick, uh, who do you see as if one of your starters leaves a game uh, early, who do you see as some of the guys who could be those inning eaters for you to, to be those long relievers? It's going to depend on the game situation. Uh, you know, if the starter comes out and it's a close game, uh, I think we're going to lean on some guys. And if, and if he comes out and the game is separated a little bit, there, there will be others. Um, but we have a lot of talent in the bullpen and certainly wouldn't want to uh, pigeonhole anybody into a particular role right now because if baseball has taught us anything, uh, the guys that you think are going to be uh, in, in certain roles on opening day can be in very different roles pretty shortly thereafter if they earn it. James, on Osuna, he is he healthy, or, or was it just a was it just a matter of him reporting to camp out of shape? 
uh, he, he is healthy. I, I wouldn't say that he reported out of shape. He obviously had a little bit longer intake period than some of the other players, and that uh, put him behind a little bit. Um, but everything I've heard uh, from Strami in particular about uh, his, his ability uh, to get ramped up has been very impressive. Do you favor an expanded postseason with more teams? I haven't really given it that much thought, um, but we feel like whatever the postseason looks like, uh, we're hoping to be in it, and uh, we feel like we'll be able to compete for a championship. James, I know y'all have the fan cutouts, but what's y'all's conversations internally about the potential for fans in the stands at some point this season? Uh, that's going to be made by uh, other people. I'm focused on the roster on the field. Uh, I think we're all hoping that there can be fans in the in the stadium sooner rather than later, but the key factor obviously is the safety of the fans and the players and the staff. And, and that will always come first. What are your thoughts about your starting rotation one through five? How do you feel about it? I mean, it, it's been a while since I've had a one through five starting rotation to think about. So I'm probably still getting my head around that, but it, it's impossible not to be impressed by the group that we have right now. I mean, you're talking about, you know, hall of famers uh, at the front of it and, and young talent that, um, that has shown and, and, um, I mean, our hitters will tell you just how impressive those guys are. So um, it's uh, it's an impressive group. I'm looking forward to just sitting back until the you know sixth, seventh inning, and then finding out who we have to go to in the bullpen. James, Dusty, and Josh James talked yesterday about the the team had some meetings in Kansas City about um, the demonstrations that went around the league about social justice and Major League Baseball is going to afford players some avenues to express themselves on Friday night. I wonder if you've been involved in any of those conversations and what your feelings are on what some of, you, some of the players on your team may decide to do. Yeah, my feelings are whatever the players decide to do, we're going to support them. James, what's Altuve's condition? Uh, he's fine. Uh, as far as I know, he played uh, in our game yesterday, and the latest reports from the training room was that it was a left leg contusion and he was day-to-day, -day, but uh, the fact that he played yesterday is certainly good news. James, I wanted to go back to the to the Dozier thing in Kansas City. I believe you were the first team that faced a guy who had tested positive. Were you happy with the communication between your team and the Royals? Yes, 100%. And that's going to be critical to these efforts. We all have to communicate. Um, we will communicate with other teams if, if we're in that situation ourselves. I think it's a credit to the Royals and their training staff that they were on top of it and got in touch with us and executed the protocols quickly and efficiently. James, with something like that happening, does it does it make the team at all rethink wearing masks during the game? Like, I, I, it seems like you you guys are giving the players their individual decisions, but I mean, do you do you weigh that a little bit more after something like that? The critical thing for us is educating the players on the decision whether or not to wear a mask, and whether that changes their decision or not. You know, I think you would you would be better served asking them. Um, but the main thing is that we're trying to make sure that they understand the risks of not wearing a mask and the rewards of wearing it and, and vice versa. And uh, they're in a tough spot because, you know, they're trying to get out there and, and do everything they can to win a baseball game. Uh, and I think that hopefully they can do that, you know, being as safe as possible. Just one more thing, James. I know this is your first year with the Astros and it's been a real stressful time so far. Are you having fun yet? At what point does, does the job become fun for you? Uh, every time I talk to Dusty Baker, uh, the job is a lot of fun. Uh, every time I, I get out there and, and talk to, you know, Bregman and Altuve about hitting or, or Berlander about pitching, the job's a lot of fun. So it has definitely been a stressful time, not just for me, but for, you know, the country and, and, and the world. Um, but hopefully we can get back out there tomorrow and, and give everybody something to cheer about and something to take their minds off of some of, the, uh, some of that stress. James, what is the value of having such a veteran manager? 
like Dusty in this weird time? Uh, it's it's impossible to, to quantify. I mean, you know, I've, I've said it before. Dusty's life experience, uh, even more than his baseball experience, is coming into play these days. And having somebody who has been through it before, uh, especially for somebody like me who has never been through it before, uh, you can't put a can't put a value on that. I I go to sleep every night thankful that, that I get to talk to him about his experiences and how he can use that to put us in the best position to win a championship and, and stay safe while doing it. Questions for Dusty Baker. What was your opinion of uh, James getting him stretched out to 82 pitches? Well, you know, he was pretty good. Uh, he wasn't real sharp. I mean, he, um, you know, he had like one-to-one -one balls to, to strike. So you like to see him get ahead of the, uh, you know, the hitters a little more, but there was a good work day for him. You know, getting stressed out. Altuve looked fine to, to us. Is he is he good to go for opening night? Oh yeah, I mean Altuve is good to go. Uh, uh, like I said, I thought he's going to be sore today. He was a little sore, but uh, you know, heck, he comes to play and uh, uh, he's swinging a bat good. Into into the spring, three for three. So you know, uh, you know he feels ready. You know, he's going to start the fifth game yet, as far as starting pitcher. Uh, probably. Uh, well. Uh, you know, right now we have a slate for Framber, but but he's throwing tomorrow, uh, <clears throat> and so uh, you know we'll get him stretched out some. So he'll uh, throw like a, a simulated or a live BP tomorrow. Yeah, probably a live BP. Dusty, where do you think? Uh, are you satisfied with where the offense is after summer camp? I know with so many stops and starts and right. pitchers not being available for a lot of live reps. Where do you feel yeah. the offense is? I mean, I think we're better than most. Uh, you know these guys can hit, and they and they take uh, take pride in hitting. Uh, you know they work at it. You know uh, in the video room and extra BP, and uh, you know they're as ready as they're going as time you know has permitted. And uh, I mean you probably won't be ready. You know everybody be ready probably until another week or ten days. But as long as you have like a couple guys up and down the lineup, you know that are ready and feel ready. Um, you know, outside usually as you start the season off, I mean, you don't usually start the season with everybody ready, you know, and feeling ready. But if you have a couple guys mixed in intermittently that 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 feel ready, then um, uh, you know it should be enough to start. With uh, Hunter Dozier of the Royals testing positive, and you guys played him on Monday, do you, mm -hmm. does that bring any uh, extra protocols you guys have to do to uh, anyone that may have came close to him on Monday night or, or anything like that? That's a good question. What they did was I talked to uh, Jeremiah, and they uh, they went back to see if anybody had come in close contact with him or, or talked to him before the game. Uh, you know, nobody had. Um, I think he was on base one time, but, um, uh, I, I, you know, we feel very confident that, you know, nobody came in close enough contact to him. The, the person that probably came in, in the closest contact to him was probably the catcher. And uh, uh, so, um, you know, we tested again uh, this morning, and those results will be back in a couple of days. So we feel, you know, very confident that nobody was in close enough contact to him. Did the Royals make you guys aware that Dozier had tested positive? Afterwards, yeah. You know, you know when it came, you know, when the verdict came down, uh, yeah, they made our, our, our trainers uh, confident. That's why they went back to video and see who had, who had come in contact with him on our team. So. You know, baseball is doing a pretty good job, a great job on, the, you know, all they can do with, with uh, uh, you know, with testing and also, uh, you know, who's come in contact with whom. 
and uh, you know how they all have, uh, have come back and tested. Dusty, after uh, after some players and coaches this weekend um, demonstrated uh, for social justice and and inequality around the country, there there were there have been some teams today that said that they held meetings about possible demonstrations, possible things they want to do on opening night to show their support or solidarity. Have you guys done anything like that? And do you know if anything's planned for opening night? No, I mean, you know, we had we had meetings uh, in, uh, in Kansas City. You know, nothing's really been planned, uh, you know, because you can't choreograph your feelings, you know, and everybody has, has their different views. And I respect, uh, you know, everybody's, you know, opinion and everybody's difference of opinion. And I mean, you, you hope that, you know, most of the guys are together, but, you know, I mean, how often is everybody together and feel the same way? And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a free country and you can demonstrate however you want, uh, you know, you want to. And, uh, you know, I respect, uh, you know, everybody's uh, opinion. Uh, you don't know everybody's background is different. Everybody's, uh, you, know, uh, you know, patriotism is different. Their religions are different. And so, you know, you have to respect, you know, each, uh, each and every individual's views. Dusty, what are what are your thoughts on on me for the anthem and on your personal uh, view on would you consider doing it and what did you think when Gabe Kapler did it? Well, you know, uh, I, I don't usually respond to what other people do, you know, because they can do whatever they want to do, and uh, you know, personally, uh, uh, you know. Nobody's been through what I've been through. Nobody's been through what they've been through. Nobody knows how they feel in their in their hearts or in their minds. And so, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, uh, I thought he kind of jumped the gun a little bit uh, because, you know, most of most of the guys were talking about you know opening day, and uh, you know my views are such where, um, you know, my dad, you know, felt one way. You know, like he felt more like Martin Luther King and my mama, who was a black studies teacher, was, was you know, she felt more like Angela Davis and, and um, uh, you know, Malcolm X and, and, and some of the, uh, you know, the leaders on that side. And so, you know, I'm a combination of, of both of them, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a former, uh, you know, Marine, my dad's. Uh, a Navy, a Navy man. My f four uncles are in the Navy. My brother is in the Air Force. My two uncles are in the, uh, you know, we're in the Air Force. And so, um, you know, I got some statues at 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 my house where, um, you know, we have some Buffalo soldiers. And my dad, you know, I prayed on it. And my dad had, had reminded me years ago, forty years ago, when I was when I was a lot angrier, you know, than I am now about things that you know. Uh, you know, my dad reminded me that we're, you know, we're Buffalo soldiers uh, as well. And that, uh, you know, African-Americans, uh, you know, uh, you know, people of color, brown, you know, uh, um, people were, were, you know, built this country. And this is our country as, as well as it is everybody else's. And especially when you look back on African-American history, um, you know, we built a lot of this country on free labor, which was actually, which was slavery. So, um, you know, uh, you know, I got some feelings in, in my heart. Um, you know, there's a good chance that I would have probably, not probably, you know, I was, 
you know, one of the protesters back in, in the 60s, and so were my parents. And I would have probably been, you know, out there, uh, you know, with peaceful protests this time, except being a, being a, a high-risk, you know, potential coronavirus person, you know, I wasn't. But, uh, you know, my sentiments were, were there, I mean, big time. And uh, so, uh, like I said, my feelings are different than Gabe Kapler's or, you know, anybody else's because I've been, uh, <clears throat> you know, victim. Probably I got 100 stories. I got at least 50 stories of, of uh, uh, you know, when I was a kid, different things happened. Uh, when I was a kid, um, I got stopped many, many times. Um, you know, also in the last few years, I mean, there were times when I, me and my brother went to the Super Bowl, and uh, I came out. My brother was on the wall because they said we fit the uh, description of a pickpocket uh, uh, trio. And there were times when you know I was at um, uh, basketball game and um, at the um, you know watching the the uh, Clippers at the time. And I was stopped because me and my brother were waiting on Bob Wells, and they thought that we were uh, uh, scalpers. And, uh, you know, I, I got a you know, whole bunch of stories. So, you know, uh, I've had to suppress and squash a lot of these, you know, my feelings of, of the past because, uh, you know, it, it was I was walking around angry. And, and I've changed my, my mind on, on and in my heart on certain things where – you know, back in the day, I was, you know, hard over my hand, you know, when I was in the Marines, I mean, my hands all over my heart and my dad asked me, what well, I didn't have it over my heart. I have it on, had it on my belt or I had it on, on parts below that. And, and I was angry. And my dad reminded me that, you know, you know, how, how the country was, was ours and, and how many of our uh, family members have been, you know, in the military. And so, um, you know, I, I recalled that last night while I was in the bed. And uh, uh, like I said, every man has a different story. Um, and, you know, you can demonstrate it however you want it, but I know, you know, where my heart and where my mind is. You mentioned the Bob Walsh incident. Was this when you were a player in Los Angeles and was it at the LA Sports Arena with the Clippers? Yes, it was. Yep, yes, it was. And the other one was was at the uh, Rose Bowl, you know, at the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, like I said, I got a bunch of stories. We can go on for for a while. I mean, you know, there was a time when, when I signed a major contract with the, with the, with the Dodgers and I um, came home and guys were trying to steal my car and, and I, I, I chased the dude down and told my wife, bring the gun down. And uh, he was dressed in black and I had a suit on and I had to tell the cops that I lived there. I had a suit on. And I had just signed that night. And there were times when, when the, when I, that same incident, when I signed uh, the, I told the team that, you know, uh, my dad got a call from the, from the Ku Klux Klan in Sacramento that they were going to burn a, you know, how can a black man, they did, that's not, they didn't call me black. You know what they call me. Uh, you know, how can, you know, how can a black man, make all that money and they were going to burn a cross on my dad's lawn and my dad said, well, come on. And he slept in his rocking chair for two weeks. Uh, 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 so, you know, like I said, we all got a lot of stories. The longer you live, the more stories you probably have. But, um, uh, 
you know, like I said, I know where my heart is, but I also know, you know, where my heart is, you know, with my dad that's deceased. Uh, and, you know, he reminded me that, you know, we we're Buffalo soldiers at the same time. All right, Dusty, thanks for your time. All Appreciate right. it. All right. All right, questions for Jose Altuve. Jose, how do you feel uh, physically? I know uh, you, you got banged up a little bit yesterday. You, you look good today, but you, uh, you feel 100% going into the season. And how does that compare to, you know, last season when you, you were still dealing with stuff? Uh, yeah, I feel really good today. Just a little sore from yesterday, but nothing to worry for uh, opening day. Jose, how do you feel the, the offense is prepared for the season, just given the lack of live at-bats that you guys had in this two-and-a-half, three-week ramp-up? I think uh, the boys looks good. You know, we've been watching Springer hit uh, Bregman, Michael Brownlee, Corey. I think every single guy looks really good, and we'll be fine on Friday. With you guys getting your, your rings today, uh, I mean – uh, you know, after getting a World Series ring a couple of years ago, just you, how much satisfaction do you take in that, or how do you view it? I know it's you know not the one you wanted, though. Yeah, you know, but it's a little uh, mix of emotions right there. But uh, we we're thankful and we're happy for that. Jose, after going through this camp, are you more confident that the season can get completed? Uh, you know, uh, I can tell. You know, I gonna. They're going to go hard until, you know, something happens. Hopefully we'll play all 60 games, but uh, I, don't, I don't really want to think about that. You know, I just I want to stay, you know, I want to be careful. I want to stay safe and, and play the game uh, until, you know, the season's over. Did Hunter Dozier's positive test give you any pause? Uh, you know, a little bit, but uh, I think we've got all our uh, precautions and, uh, I think we feel we feel good right now about it. Jose, normally uh, opening day is such a cause for celebration. Why does it maybe it feel different if it does this year? And how would you describe your emotions heading into Friday? Yeah, I think the biggest difference will be not having uh, fans on the on the ballpark. And I think you said it right. It's a little mix of emotion because we're happy about to start the season, but at the same time we wish the fans can uh, join us on the ballpark anytime soon. So in Espanol, ¿cómo te encuentras tú físicamente ya pensando en el inicio de la temporada después de el, ahora sí que la lesión que sufriste ayer? No, no, bastante bien. Fue solo un golpe. Nada, hay que preocuparse. Pienso que estoy al 100% para el opening day on Friday. ¿Cómo te imaginas este opening day? Algo diferente, ¿no? Sí, va a ser un poco extraño, claro, porque no tendremos fanaticada, pero... Al mismo tiempo, eh, estoy contento de que podemos jugar y nos podrán ver por la televisión. Jose, what stood out to you about some of y'all's younger players? I can't. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised about uh, all the talent that the organization has. The, you know, pitching, defense, uh, they swung the bat really good. Yesterday, we got a couple of minor leaguers hitting homers, and they, they look good uh, through the camp. Uh, Jose, I want to ask you, was there a reason why you didn't slide uh, the other day or yesterday? Were, was it a, a strategic reason, safety reason? No, I mean, I should have slid. That was a bad play by me. Uh, I, you know, I thought he wouldn't make the throw he made. And uh, but like I said, it was a bad play by me. I should have slid there every time. Questions for Josh James. 
Josh, with the game yesterday, with the weather concerns, pitching today, was, is, was that a big detriment to you? Do you feel getting 82 pitches today was enough to get to where you want to be? Um, we understand what um, the move that was made um, yesterday. Um, uh, I really wanted to pitch yesterday, you know, a game feel against a different uniform, but it makes more sense to pitch today, get my work in, um, get my 82, my 82 pitches, and um, uh, look forward to um, my first start. When did you find out you wouldn't pitch yesterday? Uh, sometime before the game. Um, uh, I knew maybe an hour, hour and 55 minutes before, something like that. Did you lobby them at all, or did you just take what they, what they told you? Yeah, I don't, have, I don't have enough service time to lobby, so um, I just do what I'm told. Josh, how'd you feel overall today? How'd your stuff feel? Uh, I felt really good. Um, I feel like I'm in a really good place. Um, delivery feels really good. Um, I thought, you know, I, I didn't have as many big, big misses. Um, I'm kind of shrinking my misses and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the zone and um, slider feels good. Curveball felt really good. Changeup was really good today. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited uh, about where I'm at. Josh Brinstrom talked to us, uh, I think, last week about eliminating some extra movement in your delivery. Are you seeing some of the benefits from that in, in your workouts? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think uh, the, the limiting of my movements is helping me to um, be able to repeat my delivery a lot, a lot more, and um, that's allowing me to be a little bit more consistent and, and not miss as you know, and cut out those huge misses, those uncompetitive misses. So um, it's allowing me to be more competitive. I thought I got some some bad swings and um, uh, by some good hitters. So um, I think that was. I mean, it's it's been it's been night and day compared to last year. You mentioned a, a curveball in, in addition to a slider. Is that is that new for you, or have you always thrown? I'm, I've always thrown it. Um, last year, being in the bullpen, four pitches was uh, too much, um, being a reliever. So um, when uh, there was a possibility of me starting, I, I, I went back to, to throwing it, and um, it was it kind of worked out great, kind of having that downtime um, with you know COVID hitting, because then I was able to work on it a little bit more and um, get that feel back for it. So it's it's been pretty good. So you think you'll you'll use both in, in season? Yeah, absolutely. How long does it take to get the feel back for a pitch when you haven't used it very much? Um, it's kind of a tough question. Um, it just depends on just depends on how much I, I actually work on it. Um, in this case, with my curveball, I knew, um, you know, I needed something else um, just to be able to show for a strike. So, um, in my case, I I, I worked on it a lot. Um, I threw it in the in that break more than I threw my slider, more than I threw my changeup. So um, um, I really wanted to get it down and get the feel and get the you know get the trust in it so that I felt comfortable in season or in you know in season using it. Josh, Dusty just told us that you guys uh, had meetings in in Kansas City after some of the uh, other teams in the league demonstrated. Uh, demonstrated their um, thoughts about this social issues going on in the country. I know you can only speak for yourself, but um, do you think that you guys would do anything 
on opening day or, or during the season to kind of express your thoughts? Um, to be honest, um, I respect what everybody else has been doing. Um, us as a team, we're still discussing it. Um, so we're going to have more meetings um, about it coming up here soon. So, Hey, Josh, how would you describe your uh, emotions and, and outlook going into opening day on a, on a team that has very clear World Series aspirations and yet you find yourself in the middle of a, of a COVID pandemic? I mean, I'm excited. Um, every day I get to put that uniform on, I'm excited. And I think, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I feel like everybody else is feeling the same way. Um, obviously, with all the pandemic stuff going on, um, it makes it a little you know, tough, but I think we, we all have a clear goal in mind, and that's, and that's to win. So um, I'm, getting a, I'm getting an opportunity to start on a World, you know, a world Series caliber team. So that's all. I, I mean, I can't ask for much more. Josh, I don't know how much you've had a chance to talk to Dusty Baker, but what are some of the things you've learned from having Dusty as the manager this year? And what were your thoughts of Dusty before he even came to this team? Um, to be honest, uh, I really didn't know much about Dusty. Um, uh, I knew he was a great manager. I knew he was a player's manager. Um, but, like, personally, I didn't really know much about him. I didn't um, – not until – uh, we got him. I, you know, I started, you know, reaching out to some guys that I had worked out with that had him as a manager and everybody had nothing but amazing things to say about him. And I mean, everybody's been right so far. He's just, he's an unbelievable, unbelievable manager, unbelievable guy. Um, you know, he really cares about his players. And, um, um, I, I mean, I, I, I've, I've learned, I've learned some things and, um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to learn more as the year goes on. I'm, I'm sure he has a lot more to offer, and uh, I'll be able to pick his brain on different game situations. And uh, I'm sure he'll, you know, he'll have some things to say um, to me about, you know, the games, and you know, maybe I should have did something different. Um, so I'm excited to see what you know he has in store for me. Josh, what do you think? What do you think that baseball's role should be in trying to speak to some of these social issues? that Chandler was asking you about earlier. What what obligation and what should the game's role be? Um, to be honest, I think I think um, maybe, you know, I mean, it's a, t it's a tough, you know, it's a tough, uh, that's a tough question. It's almost like, you know, it's almost politics. And in my opinion, I think, you know, the game is trying to get better. Um, which is which is all anybody could really ask for. Um, there's a lot more room for growth, obviously, um, but you can tell by the acts that everybody, some of the teams have shown um, that it that everybody wants to get better. So I mean, that's all you can really ask for. Josh, how's your how's your daughter doing, man? Really good. Thank you for asking. Really good. Um, you know, uh, up every two hours, but um, but she's doing good. Doing really good. Thank you for asking. Glad to hear it, man. All right, Josh. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks, Josh. Questions for Justin Verlander. Well, now that you're done with uh, summer camp, and what's your uh, mindset and getting the ball opening day, and, and how do you feel physically? Um, well, first off, I'm honored, very excited to, to take the ball on opening day. Um, it's a tradition, um, you know, that <laughs> goes back since the beginning of time in baseball, and uh, – and, uh, you know, no matter how many times I do it, each one is unique and special. So 
I'm honored and extremely happy to, uh, to have that chance, um, physically, uh, feel great. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, it was only three starts. I think everybody's probably a little bit behind. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's time to go. Have you progressed the way that you wanted to progress in these three outings that you've had here? Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I feel like they were all pretty similar, really. Um, I think uh, my control maybe today wasn't quite as good as it was uh, my first start in particular. Um, but, uh, but overall, uh, I think it's more like for me, nothing felt off enough that I needed to, to really fix it. So it was more just working towards um, building my pitch count to be ready opening day. I think I, from the I've been crossing the hurdle of um, game speed with my groin and my lat. Um, I, I think, you know, that's something that I hadn't replicated yet. And so to be able to go out there on five days, three starts in a row and, you know, go a hundred percent effort and not have any setbacks, I think was, uh, uh, that was the, the biggest hurdle. How do you expect the regular season to be with you only going to make a handful of starts? Do you, do you expect to be able to push yourself more than you have before? Or is it just, do you think it'll be like a, a regular, regular season where you have to, you know, work, worry about your workload and that sort of thing? Um, that's a good question. And I mean, nobody's dealt with this before. Um, this is a unique situation. I think uh, this is where communication between myself and Dusty comes in huge. Um, just being honest and open about how I feel and what he expects of me, what I expect of myself. And then it's just being able to adapt and adjust once we get into the season. Um, you know, I, I don't think just because it's, uh, you know, 11 or whatever starts, um, that means you go out there and try to throw 130 pitches every start. Uh, you know, I, I, we still have to recover and come back out there every five days. So um, I would, I would expect that the regular season for, for myself would be um, pretty normal and it would just kind of feel more intense. Like when you're in August and September in the regular season and you're fighting for a, for a playoff berth. Justin, when you uh, are, are starting on opening day again and you touched on it, is it just as special as all the times you've done it, even more special this stage of your career? How do you look at that? Um, you know, I, they're, they're all kind of unique and different, uh, especially with kind of the ebbs and flows of, of my career to this point and how I felt physically, um, you know, from the first time just being so young and, and, uh, and green and just kind of like a deer in headlights to, uh, you know, to being on top of the world, um, pitching wise to dealing with some injuries and trying to battle through those in the off season and trying to, you know, gut through opening day, even, um, to kind of like the resurgence where I've, you know, all the hard work has gone into, uh, getting myself back to where I want to be. So I would say each one is unique. Um, you know, but I think you can kind of segment them into probably like three or four, um, parts in my career, you know, where I was very young, um, where I was, uh, you know, uh, in my prime to when I wasn't and hurt and then kind of to now. Justin, you, you play with a uh, team full of good hitters, but what are you seeing out of these young hitters? Are you impressed by them as well? The young hitters or pitchers? The, the young hitters that you see. Um, yeah, uh, really impressed. You know, I, I think, uh, some of these guys in particular have shown, um, shown me a lot of patience in the box. They've, uh, 
Um, they've done a good job laying off some good pitches that I thought, you know, young guys would swing at. And, um, you know, just overall, I think that shows the depth of our organization and, and um, how exciting the future can be. Where's your changeup at nowadays? That's what I gave up the home run today. So there you oh. go. <laughs> Justin Brent Strom said the other day, he gives you a better than even chance of pitching as long as Nolan Ryan. What do you think about that? I think there's a long way to go. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the uh, uh, the trust and the faith in me, and and um, you know coming from somebody as close uh, as close to me as he is, and seeing the work that goes on behind the scenes, um, I think that 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 carries a lot of weight, and it means a lot to me to to know how much um, he sees that and appreciates that. Um, but there's still a long way to go, and and um, just like everything else I've done my whole career, it's uh, you don't look at the finish line; you just look at what's right in front of you. Um, just take the next step and just keep pitching and. Um, However far that carries me is, is how far it carries me. Brent also said the other day that uh, a lot of success for you before you got here, when you got here, goes to your wife. He said that that she, when you were struggling a bit before you got here, that she turned you, into, turned you on to somebody that was able to help you in terms of your core or in the middle of your body. Can you tell us about that, the significance of that, what, what, what went on there? I mean, there's a lot of people that I could that – that I could say had a major impact here. Um, my wife being one of those, um, if not the most important. Um, but yeah, I mean, she just kind of, uh, opened my eyes to a different world, um, of, uh, physical therapy and, and, um, how to, um, maintenance myself. And, uh, I was uh, my first year staying in New York with her. So I, I was kind of had to find somebody up there if I was going to kind of rebuild my body and, um, I got connected with a, with a wonderful um, lady and we still work together regularly. She actually um, just came down and saw me down in Florida um, uh, before the season. So yeah, it's uh, a, a lot of, a lot of things go into this is not just like one, one thing. There's so many forks in the road in a, in a career and, and, and directions you can go. And, and I've been very fortunate to, to have um, good people around me to help me make um, an educated decision and, and, Knock on wood to this point, it's uh, worked out pretty well. What are the biggest concerns as far as travel for the season with everything that's going on in the country this year? Um, I mean, one is the travel itself. All of the variables that come with, with uh, getting on an airplane, going to a hotel. I mean, you can just uh, start running down the list of things that um, could cause a potential problem. Um, I think we've done as good of a job as we can at uh, predicting those and, and trying to thwart some stuff that that's going to be an issue. But I think like everything, like, like uh, the beginning of spring training 2.0, like you just don't know what's going to, what's going to be a hang up or what's not until you go and do it. So um, it's important to see where the hangups are, you know, whether it's getting on the plane, whether it's the luggage, whether it's checking in the hotel room, you know, there's so many, there's so many areas. I, I, I think, um, it's just kind of one of those things that that's, that to me is going to be one of the biggest hurdles to overcome, to complete the rest of the 60 game season and complete the playoffs is, can we insulate ourselves enough with that travel? Um, you know, us not having our own team plane kind of, you know, if, 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 if we had our own charter plane, um, I think that's one less thing to worry about, but you know, we charter, so, or we, we charter through United. Um, so those planes are used by, uh, the general public. Um, so that's something else that I think, um, you know, we need to be very diligent about how we clean those planes. Um, and, and also the, um, the flight attendants as well. Um, that's another thing. 
look, there's so, there, the list goes on and on. Um, I think ultimately it comes down to the players and, and our ability to be self-aware and um, practice social distancing, wear a mask, all the things that, uh, you know, uh, use hand sanitizer as much as possible, especially when you're not in a safe bubble, you know, because here at home, it's like field, home. Those are kind of your two, your, two, uh, your, your two safe bubbles, and you can act accordingly or however you want, um, especially at home. Um, but uh, the road is just a lot of variables. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm hopeful with all the protocols we put in place. Um, but that's, that, that, in my opinion, you just nailed it on the head is the next big hurdle. Justin, one more. Uh, the other day, Dusty Baker was referencing your ability to make changes uh, successfully throughout your career to get to where you are. And he cited guys like Nolan Ryan, Roger Clemens, and Tom Brady, guys who made changes, different things to, to get there. Can you, what, is that, what does that mean to you coming from Dusty? And what are some keys that have allowed you to do the kind of things they do to keep you on top of your game? I mean, it means a lot coming from Dusty, somebody who's who's been around some of the best players in the world, um, uh, not just baseball included. Um, you know, in talking to him, he he is uh, um, he has a lot of friends and a lot of uh, a lot of close people that he that he sees and, and talks with. So um, it carries a lot of weight coming from him. And um, you know, I, I I can't tell you exactly what it is that that um, that allows me to do that. Uh, you know, I think the only thing I can really look at is, um, you know, this last time um, coming off of a groin injury, coming off a groin surgery, it gave me – I looked at it as an opportunity, not a detriment, um, to to put myself in, in better positions. Um, you know, it's like uh, it's like there's nothing wrong physically now, so let's let's – there's nothing hampering me from being in positions that I've wanted to be including last year and the year before I was trying to make some of these adjustments, but it's so hard on the fly. It's so hard in season to do that. Um, I mean, you can look at the all-star game last year. My arm slot was actually like four or five inches lower than it had been all season because I thought it was a good opportunity to try it. Um, uh, it just, but in season it's a little different and I, and I couldn't stick with it. Um, so, you know, I, I just think you need to continually adapt. I think the best athletes in the world always have and always will adapt. And they're always striving for greatness, no matter how much success they've had in their past. And, um, innately, I think maybe this is what it is. Innately those guys, um, and I'm hoping I'm one of them just have, um, a feel of what you need to do. Um, and, and I couldn't even really put a finger on it exactly. And I don't know if those guys can, but it's just a, it's just a gut feeling. And, and, um, you're able to, you're able to implement it and then also um, feel it very quickly. So you can make an adjustment and understand almost immediately whether it's something that will benefit you or whether it's going to hurt. Justin, you were asked earlier about the young hitters you face and the talent they had. How, how much does it help you facing those veteran hitters like today? I mean, yeah. tremendous accomplished pitchers. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, 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 it, I like facing those guys. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not taking any way, anything away from the young guys. Um, you know, just, I, I don't know them well enough. It's been fun to watch them, but like I said, I, I, I haven't, you know, I haven't watched every single game and I don't, I don't know them so well. So it's nice to go up against the guys, the veteran guys that, um, I know their game plan. They know my game plan. And, um, it feels a little more like a, like a regular season at bat. Greetings from Minute Maid Park. It's almost time. Opening date should be a national holiday. It's going to be Justin Verlander tonight. The sounds of summer are getting closer. Deep to left field, and you can kiss it goodbye. Every single 
there. That was unbelievable. A Superman dive right on the line. Baseball is back. Swing, and this one's blasted. A big shot. Let's go. Astros win. Astros win. For the H.